Do please have a seat. And Joe, would you... <laughs> I'm afraid the moment has come. <laughs> so, Joe, there may be... It's unlikely, actually. But there may be one or two people here who don't know much about you. So, <clears throat> could you tell us what do you do Monday to Friday? Um, I'm the head of history at the Willink School down the road. That way? That way. Somewhere over there. Um, so I teach secondary school children. So, yes, I get quite overexcited about battles and guns and particularly knights and castles. Yes. <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and where is it you live? In Pads and Kirsty's house in Burfield Common. <laughs> <laughs> with a dog? Yes, yes, with the um, dog who used to grow up with Archie, oh, who's now Pads and Kirsty's dog. Basically, we're, we're tied to them for life now. They can't escape us. <laughs> Well, when I did all my thank yous, I didn't thank Jo, who of course has given up her Saturday morning as well to I, come. I'd wait till the other end. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much for coming okay. to speak to us this morning. And uh, is it okay if I just pray for you? I would love that. Oh, Father, we welcome your presence here with us this morning. Father, thank you that. Uh, when we are with you, there is no other place we would rather be. And Father, we pray for your anointing on Joe this morning. Father, open our hearts that we could hear what it is you have to say. Father, that we could hear the nudge of the Holy Spirit. And, Father, that uh, we'd all be willing and opening, open to doing business with you this morning. And we welcome the Holy Spirit, and we welcome Jesus here too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I just say, as Saturday mornings go, that is a pretty way, awesome way to start the day. Praising God in such an amazing way, with a cup of tea... Having just eaten fantastic food, I just, it's far more exciting than shreddies. So thank you to the people who did the food. Oh, yeah, I feel a little bit full and possibly need a nap. Um, if you've got your bibles with you um, and fancy opening them to something, um, have a look in Habakkuk, which is one of the small prophets. It's just before the start of the New Testament, after all the big books. Um, it's quite small. And so it's Habakkuk chapter 3. Um, I will apologise. I tend to get slightly overexcited and talk very, very fast. So if I'm talking too fast, just go vigorously and I will try to slow down. Um, I also apologise. I'm even gruffer than I normally am due to a cold. So my apologies for graveliness. Oh, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 18. It's not essential. It's just nice to look at. And if you tune out to me, you can read it. So in Habakkuk chapter 3... Verses 17 and 18, it says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crops fails, and the fields produce no food, you can almost picture it in your head, just a land of desertiness and failing crops, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stall, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my Saviour. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go to the heights. It is 
such an exciting passage. It's a beautiful example of praising God and giving him the glory he so rightly deserves, declaring their trust in him regardless of how absolutely disastrously it is going on around them. They've got nothing to eat, they've got no food, and yet they rejoice in the Lord. They are being joyful in God. It is, it's absolutely amazing. My husband, Colin, he's, I, I like talking about him because I've only had him for five months. Um, my husband, Colin, and I were chatting about this topic the other day in the car, and he said something rather insightful, which was very exciting. Um, when praising God and being thankful, people often come down in two ways. You have the Colin approach. He is thankful for the universe, for the earth, for the sun, the sky, for air that we breathe, for the whole process of childbirth. I am excited about butterflies and cloud formations. I'm often driving along, go, ooh, pretty cow formation, try to get the phone out, take a photo whilst driving, because I get excited about cloud formations. I get excited about bars of chocolate I hadn't realised I'd left somewhere. I get more excited about bars of chocolate. I get excited about the moon in the daytime sky. I get excited about the teeny little things. Colin gets excited about the ginormous things. And he will often go around and he won't see the tiny little butterfly that's flapping past and it's really pretty. He won't see the cloud formations. And I often don't think about the universe and the fact that we're here floating in space, the exact distance away from the sun so we don't burn up, and the exact distance close enough to the sun that we're warm. Yes, he gets quite excited about that. It's like a seesaw, and you kind of often tend to be sort of one way or the other, and I guess the ideal is probably some sort of balance. And I must say, since being with Colin, I have a deeper appreciation of the big stuff, Um, and he has started to appreciate cloud formations, because I keep poking him and go, pretty cloud formation. (laughs) When times get intense and stressful and over-emotional, I often find myself, as probably some of you do, I get a little bit cross. This is not fair. I don't approve. I whinge. I moan. I occasionally say inappropriate words, usually when driving, which is very unfortunate. Um, It can be little things like stubbing the toe to giant family crises. Crises? Crises. Thank you. Um, Giant family crises. We can feeling just overwhelmed with busyness. There's too much to do. I've got to do this and I've got to do this. It's just not time. The idea of praising God is usually the furthest from my mind. And I'm sure every single one of us can think of times like that where we've just been utterly, yes, God's not even in the picture. Praising him, it's a long way off from the mild irritants to the, the big, huge changes. Yet God tells us that peace and joy he gives to us. Not just on the good days when the sun's shining and there are pretty clouds, but his peace and his joy he gives to us all the time. A freedom comes to us when we're thankful, even in the really difficult times. We don't have to be thankful about what is happening and what is challenging, but we can be thankful that God is with us and that God is at work. And that the situation is an opportunity for us to go deeper into a relationship to him, with him. That situation is an opportunity for us to depend more on him, for him to use us to advance his kingdom. It's a choice, and it's our choice to make. I recently heard a sermon, and it was talking about higher-level thinking. And I must admit, as a teacher, I pricked up my ears thinking, aha. Um, And it was the idea that not saying, 
what can you do for me, God? I would quite like a new phone, and I've got a dent in my car, so I'd like that. It's not what can you do for me, but it's what can I do for you, Lord? Last year, um, in March, very unexpectedly, my mum died. Um, And I was really, I really felt I wanted to say something at the funeral. Um, And she'd always read us the Narnia books, and we love the Narnia books. So I wanted to read the bit from the end of the last battle, where it talks about this was the Shadowlands, and they were now beginning, they were dead, but they were beginning the great adventure that never ends. And so I stood up and, it was rather packed actually, it was amazing. Um, And I shared about mum's faith and the fact that I believe I see her again, and that she's in a better place, that she is beginning the great adventure where every page is better than the one before. Lovely, great, off we go, terribly emotional, lots of tears. A couple of days later, a family friend comes and says, you know, Pauline was at your mum's funeral. It's like, okay, she's going to come back to church. She was inspired by mum's funeral. It probably wasn't my words, it was just the whole thing. But she started coming back to church. It wasn't... God worked through it. He worked amazingly through me just going, Bleh. and he just, he did things and he spoke into Pauline's life. It's so challenging for us selfish human beings, me in particular, but nothing is impossible with God. That's what he says, and I totally believe him. The first powerful step on the journey to this higher level thinking is being thankful. The Bible commands us give thanks in all circumstances. For that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is a command. It's not a gentle suggestion. You might want to give thanks. It's not a little hint. Thank you. It's a command. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's God's will. And that's not something to be messed with. But why? Why should we do it? One reason is because of who God is. He is worthy. Worship is worth ship giving God worth because he deserves it. No matter how we feel, no matter what we're going through, Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for me. And he went through agonizing pain. He was rejected by everybody he knew. He had nails hammered through his hands and through his feet. He was beaten in the first place. A crown of thorns ripped through his his flesh as it went onto his head. And he thought of you. And he thought of me. He did that for you. He did that for me because he loves us. That's deserving of praise. That's deserving of thanks regardless of where we're at. If nothing else in our lives, and I struggle to remember that, I must admit, that's Colin thinking. It's the big picture stuff, remembering, oh yes, Jesus died for me, whereas I'm going butterfly Um, and getting distracted by that. We can praise him for his creation, that you can wander outside and we have the air and the beautiful trees and today the glorious blue sky. It's amazing. Another reason, God commands it. I remember quite early on in my walk of faith asking a friend of mine why God wanted us to praise him. Isn't he a bit arrogant and tyrannical if he's saying, you must praise me? Who does he think he is? But God commands us to praise him because praise completes our enjoyment of something. If you enjoy something, you want to go, yeah, that was amazing. And it kind of fulfills our enjoyment of something. It realigns us and puts us back into a place of faith, restored to his image. We were made to worship God. That's why we were created, why we were knitted together with our fingers and our toes and our hair and stuff. We were done that. We, he did that so we could be in relationship to him, so we could praise him. 
And so by praising, we are functioning the way we're supposed to do. Turn the page. Ha. God's not a slap, slot machine. By praising God, we're not going to get the new iPhone, a nice new car, and a small shopping budget to go to the shops with. Buttering up God won't get what we want. But it's a choice to look at God and not ourselves and circumstances. Faith in action frees the Holy Spirit to work in those situations. We can praise him and be thankful for who he is. We can be praise him and be thankful for all the blessings we've given him. He's given us. Like being here, St Matthew's is awesome. We get to be part of a little community that's brilliant, where half the service is spent going around shaking everyone's hand and giving the peace. I love that. It's just brilliant. We get to be here for that. It's fantastic, and we can praise him for that. We can praise him for chocolate and friends and chocolate and family and chocolate and electricity and the air we breathe. There's so much to be thankful for. It's hard to remember. Now, on Sunday evening, I was really inspired by what Tracy was saying. It was fantastic. I was particularly struck. I was particularly struck by quite a lot of it. But you said, the Lord is always with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He promises that in Deuteronomy and Hebrews 13.5. I remember learning that at some point. From our darkest days to our mountaintop moments of joy and exhilaration, he will never leave us. He will be there as we journey up the mountain, which is really hard times. He will be there as we journey back down the mountain as we're going off at little tangents where we probably shouldn't be going. He will never leave us. He is a gift that continuously gives bounteously. Now that's a fantastic word and I challenge you to get bounteously into everyday conversation this week. He bounteously gives. No strings attached. Unconditional love. It's such a radical concept, particularly in our society. I doubt any of us will ever fully get it. Personally, nowhere close. But there is absolutely nothing on heaven or on earth that can stop him loving us. His love for us is perfect. And perfect love doesn't change. It's always perfect. So he's never going to stop loving us. Regardless of how we might feel, Oh, I'm not doing very well with God at the moment. I feel a long way from him. Perfect love. Oh, I love God. He's amazing. Still perfect love. It's not going to change. We change as we prance around going backwards and forwards about where we're doing with God. But his perfect love absolutely does not change. I've totally lost my place. Um, Tiddly on pom pom. Oh, yes. His awareness. Yeah, no, Ted said that. Oh dear, I love it when he goes pear-shaped. Yes, God's open and everlasting arms of love are there and they will always be there. We just need to turn to the arms of love and go, arms of love. We need to go to him and say, I'm really sorry. I was stupid when I was doing that and I shouldn't have done that and I'm just sorry. And he forgives us every single time we say, sorry, he will forgive us. Anyway, the point of being inspired by Tracy's talk last week was actually that I should practice what I preach. God had put on my heart before Christmas what I felt he wanted me to talk about, this idea of thankfulness and praising him no matter what. And I must admit, on Sunday night, I was feeling a little aggrieved that I had to go to work on Monday morning. How dare school start again and I had to go and sit through an inset day. And so I... There 
in Tracy's talk, I thought, did myself a little deal. Like, tomorrow I am going to be thankful and I am going to praise God no matter what. I remember this at three in the morning when I was woken up by my overly enthusiastic gurgling radiators. You may have experienced them last night. They're very loud. I also had Sherlock episode going round and round my head because it was very good and work stuff just floating there. So I wasn't really sleeping. Three in the morning, I'm lying there going, thank you, Lord, for the radiators. Thank you that they give us warmth and that I, yes, am not freezing cold. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for Sherlock. That was an easy one to thank for because it's awesome. Um, But I spent Monday... And in Monday morning, I wrote on my hand, be thankful. My colleagues must have thought I was nuts when they read it, because it was in quite large black letters. And I spent Monday, when I remembered, being thankful. Being thankful for the people I was talking to in the inset day. Being thankful for the cup of tea. Being thankful for all the different things. And at the end of school, I shot home to walk our beautiful, slightly neurotic new hand. It was gorgeous. Stupid. Um... And I found myself wandering, rather than wandering through the forest, sort of puddle hopping, as I often do, because it's very muddy there, I found myself going, I can hear birdsong. That's amazing. I love birdsong. Thank you, Lord. And then I started to look up. Rather than just looking at the puddles on the ground and trying to check where the dog had wandered off to, I started looking, oh, the trees are swaying in the wind. That's amazing. And then suddenly I came around the corner and there was the moon in the dusk sky and it just... It was absolutely fantastic and I got terribly overexcited and the dog and his stick got totally ignored. Um, But if nothing else, I was inspired from this talk to spend a day being thankful. And I spent Tuesday trying to be thankful and then it slightly petered out on Wednesday, but I picked it up again on Thursday. Um, I've got to be honest about this. And I must admit, it was brilliant. It changed my attitude to the day. I wasn't so resentful when the little darlings trotted in first thing on Tuesday morning and saying, hello, miss, and all that jazz. I haven't done my homework. Actually, there was only one of them who did that. Anyway, um, it just made me so much more thankful. And it, it dramatically improved my day. It's impossible to thank God too much. Psalm 22 tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Sometimes our praise and thankfulness can be spontaneous, an overflow of joy, a response to radiant beautifully and a butterfly and whatever else. It can be spontaneous and just overjoying. Other times it's disciplined and it's measured. It is a choice, an act of will in the really hard times when you're just lying there going and you're choosing to praise God anyway. God is in that. Absolutely, he is in that. Thankfulness is a royal road to draw nearer to God. I read this somewhere and it's absolutely, I love it. It's a royal road. A royal road goes directly to the palace. So being on a road of thankfulness, we are getting closer to God every single time. It's a straight road and it will take us straight to the Lord. A thankful heart means we are making room in our heart for God. And even if we feel far away and we want to come back and get closer to God, thankfulness is a magnificent road to travel. We can thank him for the many pleasures he provides, clouds, galaxies. And what we're doing is we're affirming that he is God. By thanking him, by praising him, we're saying, yes, you are Lord. We are giving him the glory. And when we give him the glory, we create more room in our hearts, more of God in us means the more fulfilled, the more free we are to be who he made us to be. And when adversity strikes, and we thank him anyway, it's us trusting in his sovereignty. 
And that trust is a showpiece in the heavenly realms. Nothing upsets the devil more than a thankful heart. He wants us wallowing in self-pity, which can turn into guilt and shame and consume us. He wants us bitter and resentful, which will lead to anger and darkness that will consume us and eat away at us. Being thankful, choosing to praise God, even through the tears, the agony and the hardship of what's going on around, by choosing to trust in him and praising him and thanking him anyway, it's two fingers up to the devil. And it's releasing God's peace into our hearts and his love into our hearts. It takes us to a deeper level of intimacy with our daddy. That's higher level thinking. God calls us to fill up our spare moments of our life with praise and thanksgiving. Give thanks in all circumstances, not just in church, not just in the car when you're listening to a worship CD or you're wandering around the forest and there's no one around and you're singing yourself a little song. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. It's a joyous discipline that will help us to live in the intimacy of his presence. What a place to live, day in, day out, in the intimacy, in total intimacy of our creator God. I must say, since being married, intimacy has come to a whole new level. Just that having to be completely open and honest with another person. They're there all the time. They see everything, from the really bad hair first thing in the morning to the really bad hair last thing at night. They're there and they see it's a whole new level. But how much more so with the person who created us, who is there for every millisecond of every day because he will never leave us. It's, oh, it's being totally honest and exposed utterly real and his everlasting arms of love will embrace us hold us close regardless of where we're at he will never leave us or forsake us and that intimacy brings freedom freedom to be who we were truly made to be the road to travel thankfulness and praise i was thinking intimacy interesting word and so i I sat there and went god what does intimacy look like and i felt him saying it might be me but Hopefully it's God. Intimacy is openness, complete trust and honesty, release, freedom from earthly constraints, no fear, no worries, no doubt, no guilt, no shame, just peace and bucket loads of joy. That's real intimacy, far beyond what we could ever achieve with earthly partners. That's what God offers And that's what he longs for with his people and with the precious, his precious and beloved daughters who are here today. That's what he's after. He longs for that intimacy. Furthermore, thanks and praise is something God really responds to. It warms his heart. Have you ever had someone give you a compliment and it just kind of warms you up on the inside and just goes, ooh, multiply that a thousand times. And when we're praising God, that's what's doing to him. I wouldn't do that to him. Anytime we give God pleasure, it increases our intimacy. Regardless of how we pray, thanksgiving should be an essential part of it. A challenge, now I read this challenge, and I'm I'm not sure I could do it, but I thought I would lay it out here and I'm going to have a crack. Get through an entire day without one word of complaint. I find complaints slip out, a little bit of a whinge slips out. Ooh, that tailor, that's a student. I'm not going to say his surname, you might know him. Be terribly embarrassing. But they just slip out. But a whole day of just praising. And at 
attitude of outrageous thanksgiving. And we will just watch our intimacy with our daddy increase as he pours more and more of his love onto us. The more thankful we are, the more room we have in our hearts for God's love. And who doesn't want more of that? But it's a discipline and it takes practice and reminders. And being a good teacher, I thought I would just sort of share almost some just practical ways we could do this. And maybe as you're listening, just see if God's poking you with one of them. Have a go at that one. See if he's nudging you or hinting that that's maybe something you should do. So this is just some practical ideas of developing a thankful heart. First of all, write a list of all the things to be thankful for. From the healing of a friend with cancer to a butterfly or um, an unexpected bar of chocolate. The list will always be endless of what we can thank him for. But actually writing them down makes us so much more thankful because we're sat there going, oh yeah, I can be thankful. Oh yeah. And suddenly you find your spirit lifting because you're thinking, actually, it's pretty good going. Post-it notes. I remember reading a book which talked about the idea of hallelujah anyway. We were singing it earlier, praise, hallelujah, hallelujah anyway, no matter what's going on. I have post-it notes around my house. They keep falling into the bread bins. There are four in the bread bin, just saying hallelujah anyway. And so I find it's a little trigger. I'm a very visual person. So a little reminder say, oh yeah, hallelujah, Lord, thank you. Um, We all got swanky phones. Little reminder, midday, say thanks. So reminders on your phones. Praise music in the car. I've been really challenged talking to Laura last night. I need to start listening to praise music and sermons when I'm walking the dog. So I'm not just wandering around thinking absolute rubbish. So I'm actually focusing my head. Try to be praising and thankful from the moment we wake up. I've always wanted my first thought in the morning not to be, oh, crumbs, I've woken up, but to be, praise you, Jesus, bring on today with you, Lord, something like that. I find it happens more often if I've actually, my last thought the night before has been, thank you, Jesus, then it's more likely to be your first thought in the morning. But just that sort of something to remind you that our first thought in the morning is, you're awesome. Um, Prayer partners. It's amazing. If you have one, you probably know how magnificent they are. If you don't, I would strongly encourage you, find someone to pray with. They're going to hold you accountable. They're going to challenge you. They're going to keep you on track. But they're going to celebrate you and support you and have your back. Ooh, that rhymes. That's quite exciting. Regular Bible reading and prayer times. Sometimes I can be grumpy and then I'll sit down and spend some time with the Bible and praying a bit. And I'll come away and go, oh yeah, life's good. It just lifts your spirit, just spending some time in the word of God. Um, building thankful prayers into our prayers. So before we say anything, say thank you first. And just in my quiet time this morning, I was reading, once we've presented our requests to God, be thankful for what he has already set in motion. We may not see the answers to our prayers for years and years and years. We may never see them in the way that we expect. But he's doing something. By us going to him and saying, please, Lord, help, he's going to do something. So be thankful for what he's set in motion, even when we can't see what it is. Um, on Jewish New Year, people sing Psalm 47 seven times. Now it's a psalm of pure praise. Maybe spend a week, every morning, just read out loud Psalm 47, just for one week, and just see what it does. Give it to God, see what comes out of it. So, My challenge to all of us, particularly includes me, 
Praise God. Do something that's going to enhance our praise, our thanksgiving, because it is going to draw us far more intimately into his love, into his presence. To be more of who we were made to be because there is more of him in us. Remember, thankfulness and praise is the royal road. It will take us to God. And he's an awesome God. He is totally worthy of all praise and all honour. And by praising him and thanking him, no matter what situation we are in, it lifts our hearts. It realigns us as people. And worshipping the Almighty creates more space in our hearts for him. I just want to go back to the verse from Habakkuk because it's just fantastic. It just sums up everything in a far more succinct way than I've just rabbited on. Though the fig tree does not bud, though there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crops fail and the field produces no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on to the heights. Let's pray. Heavenly Daddy, help us to be thankful. Help us to have hearts that bring glory to you. Help us to see you in all that we do and praise you for it. Lord Jesus, help us to lift our eyes to you and focus on you above all else. In Jesus' name, amen.